Come on, praise the Lord, everybody. Give that hand clap to Jesus. He bled and died for you. Come on, I said he bled and died for you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Uh, doesn't mean a thing. 703. I was thinking just, it just, you see me looking. I like to look. Something goes through my mind. I look, I look at it. And, uh, are you really, my, you sure do go through a lot for you to be living, right? Man, you sure are going through a lot of stuff. Boy, I don't know about them people. They talk about God loves them and they're the apple of his eye. And Man, they just... This came to my mind. <laughs> Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more, and labor's more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths oft. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. You know, they depicted the crucifixion of Christ and how he was beaten with 39 stripes. And they say that picture is so gruesome and awful. One person even said, he said, I just burst out loud, crying. Wait. Here's a man five times. Five times. Same kind of whip? I don't know that. That I don't know. Didn't say a cat of nine tails here, which was a different animal altogether. Bone, fragments of metal, different things wired into the ends of it, tied into it to rip the flesh and to tear. But here's five times received I forty stripes, say one thrice was I beaten with rods, and once I was stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and the day. A day have I spent in the deep, in journeyings oft, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, beside those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. 
Sister Lisa. I know he loves me. One is, one is not. Brother Bobby, I know he loves me. It's not my message. I may not even preach it. doesn't matter how much you may face and how much you may be going through. It matters who you face it with. It matters how you face it. Sometimes we don't do a real good job and God has to bring us back around. One betrayed him, hung himself. The other denied him, betrayed him in a sense, and went out and wept bitterly. And God forgave him. <laughs> don't think you know the end all, and don't think you know what you think you know, because God knows and you don't. So leave it in his hand and let God work it out. Well, praise the Lord. <clears throat> There's an old song that goes like this. It goes, Shackled by a heavy burden Neath the load of guilt and shame, but when the hand of Jesus touched me, and now I am no longer the same. Blessed Savior. 
for Jesus tonight. Come on, let's love him. Let's love him. Hallelujah. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. That's my singing night. Brother Buford tells me, Brother Nathan Buford tells me, I shouldn't ought to preach in my singing mic. Because <laughs> he got it fixed so I can sound good. Y'all didn't know that? <laughs> Somebody says, well, if that helps, you need another one. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, it's going to be a little bit, a little bit different, maybe. Hey, praise God. I mean, like different. Praise God. Just according to what it is, Brother Ford. Right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Brother Moore, you, you started this. It's all your fault. But the title has nothing. He didn't have anything to do with it. It's all on me. So if you don't like it, blame the title on me. And I'll give it to you sometime in a little while, okay? Praise God. Uh, Wednesday night, Brother Moore preached the Wednesday night I was here. Asa, king of Judah. And if I could, I, I just, I'm not going to do nothing what you've done, but I'm just going to use some of his, where he was going through, okay? Is that all right with y'all? And uh, if I can find that, uh, 
what I wanted to read. I didn't write it down because I thought I would find it that quick. So maybe I'll just tell you instead of reading it. Because it's here and I'm, I'll find it as soon as I... Okay. Second Chronicles 15, 17. Asa was a king of Judah and Benjamin that did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord his God. That's what this Bible says. He follows his father who did not do that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. And so that's a major step, right? <clears throat> 17 says, but the high places were not taken out of Israel. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was perfect all his days. And he brought into the house of God the things that his father had dedicated and that he himself had dedicated silver and gold and vessels. And there was no more war unto the five and thirtieth year of the reign of Asa. You'll turn in your Bible if you would like to. Um, Galatians 3. Just, just something to give you something to just chew on so it'll make you trying to figure out what I'm going to say. Okay? And we ever do that. You wonder what is he going to preach about? And your mind just starts going 100 miles an hour all over the place. Sometimes you're close. Sometimes you're dead on. Sometimes you're not too close. Sometimes you're not even in the same stratosphere. So, uh, but I'm not that. I generally try to stay pretty close to what the Word of God says. So I may adventure a little bit tonight. How about that? Okay. It says, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Third verse, are you so foolish having begun in the spirit? Are you now made perfect by the flesh? Y'all help me pray. Lord, we thank you for this night. We thank you for this opportunity to be here. We thank you for this, your people, thy so great a people. God, help me, Jesus, to say what is on my heart and mind to say. God, help me to do it by your anointing. God, help me to reach your people to help your people. God, if you don't desire for this to be brought forth, God, bring something else to our mind that your people may be helped tonight, that our hearts and our spirits may be made alive, that we may be stirred to serve the living God. We worship you. We praise you. We thank you in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Amen. Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Good to have all of you out tonight. Good crowd here. 
for the coronavirus stuff that's going on. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, Lord, help us with our uh, adherence to the social distancing thing. And uh, as much as lieth in us, you know, live peaceably with all men and um, obey them that, right, magistrates and governors and judges and this and that. And, and we would obey God rather than men. So there are some things that... Uh, so just let me get into this, because I don't know how long I'm going to be, but it shouldn't be long, okay? Maybe I won't hold you out so long that Brother Nathan will begin to move. In the, if you see him moving the speakers, if I see him doing that, I know I've been here a while, Brother Moore. Hallelujah. And y'all can have the graduation party. But uh, I read those couple uh, of scriptures in our hearing today, but, but what jumped out to me when Pastor Moore was teaching uh, the other evening was that uh, what I read to you today, that how... Uh, Asa, uh, that uh, he dedicated some things uh, uh, that his father had dedicated and he had dedicated and he took them into the house of the Lord. And, uh, and we know that uh, to get to this point, his father passed away, Asa began to rid the land of idols and idolatry. And uh, so his heart is turned toward God. And, uh, and uh, uh, he, it's uh, in him to do what is right before the Lord his God. And uh, uh, from the stories that he'd heard of Father Abraham and of Moses and the law and, uh, and the crossing of the Red Sea and all the miracles in the wilderness and the signs and the wonders and how they took the land and uh, now they're there and he's, uh, uh, they, God raised them up kings because uh, they didn't think God was good enough on his own right. They wanted somebody they could look at. Somebody they could see, and uh, if and if you had never thought of it, it's a it's a type and a shadow of what was to come. They wanted something to see, and so when the real king finally came and showed up, they didn't want to see him, and they didn't want to accept him, and they didn't want to have him. But they wanted a king their way, the way they liked it, and the way that they needed it to be for them to be comfortable in this present world. But when Jesus, the King of Kings, came, Pastor Moore, they really did not accept him, but he gave them their king. And so uh, Asa, he's cleaning the land, and, uh, and uh, he wakes up one day, and the Ethiopians, they've come out against him. And uh, after about 15 years, he's been in this role, and uh, they come out, and there's a thousand thousand. And if you know anything about numbers, I got $999,000, and if I put another thousand with that nine hundred ninety nine thousand if I go up one more guess how much money I got I got a thousand thousand which is one million dollars that is one million soldiers that came against Benjamin and Judah not Israel two tribes and, uh, and so they covered the land but God said I tell you what I'm going to do and Pastor Moore covered this wonderfully he done and I'm just laying it down in case you weren't here God delivered them into his hand. He trusted the Lord for God to deliver the multitude into his hand. And uh, he sought the Lord 
And God said, you know what? He said, he said, Lord, it's nothing with thee to help, whether with many or with them that have no power. Help us, O Lord, our God, for we rest on thee. And in thy name we go against this multitude. O Lord, thou art our God. Let not man prevail against us. So the Lord smote the Ethiopians before Asa and before Judah. And the Ethiopians fled. And Asa and the people that were with him pursued them to Gerar. And the Ethiopians were overthrown and they could not recover themselves. And so they carried away much spoil. And they followed them on and they smoked their tents and their camels and they took camels and oxen and asses and all that stuff, donkeys if you please and took them in abundance and God blessed them and, uh, and the spirit of the Lord it said came upon a prophet and he went and he met him and he said the Lord is with thee while you be with him if you seek him he will be found of you if you forsake him he will forsake you now, for a long season, Israel had been without the true God or a teaching priest and without the law. And because in their trouble, they did not turn to him. Now, I want you to listen to me now. Listen. I'm saying all of this and reading it for, for a reason, okay? Hallelujah. Not, it's to fill up. No, uh, I don't have time to fill up. There's a, too much here. But uh, but. When they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. So here Asa is, and uh, he, he's talking to the Lord. And in those times, there was no peace to him that went out. For when they didn't seek him, they couldn't go out the door. They were vexed of the inhabitants around about them. A nation was destroyed, a nation, a city of city. God did vex them with adversity. He said, be strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for the work shall, for your work shall be rewarded. And so he took the words of the prophet, took courage, and he began to remove more of the abominable idols. He took his mother, he put her down. She was not queen anymore because she was not a righteous woman. I guess I'm going to have to take this with me. I like to walk, and uh, I didn't really want to hold this, but maybe they can hear. I'm, everybody can hear what. They need to hear on all the devices. Hallelujah. And so uh, it said that Asa took those things, the gold and the silver, and he dedicated them unto the Lord. And his father also had some things that he had dedicated unto the Lord. And, uh, and it said that he took them into the house of the Lord. And so, when we go to the very next chapter, after 35 years, there was no more war. He said, and he broke into the house of God the things that his father had dedicated, and he himself had dedicated. And there was no more war five and 30 years. And then it comes and it says, in the 36th year, Baasha, king of Israel, came up against them and built Ramah to the intent of Ramah, that he might let none go in or out of Judah. And Asa brought out, now this leaped out to me that night. And Asa brought out silver and gold out of the treasures of the house of the Lord. 
and of the king's house and sent them to Benadad, king of Syria, that dwelt at Damascus. And says, there is a league between me and thee. As it was between my father and thy father, behold, I have sent thee silver and gold. Break this league with Baasha, king of Israel, and come and help me. And so you know the story that Benadad did. He hearkened to Asa, and he went with him. And so the king of Israel says, well, I better rethink this. I'm not going to do what I thought I was going to do. And so he left, and you know, the, and they carried the stones of Ramah away. Judah did. They tore down the place that they were building. And uh, it said that a, a prophet came unto Asa and says, Because thou hast relied on the king of Syria. Now, this is where we are. Now, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. That's not what I'm about tonight. It's not about hurting feelings or any of that stuff. And what you're doing, uh, you know, or not doing, it's not about that. It's about where our mindset may be. You're living in a world that does not know your God. It says you're in the world, but you're not of the world. You rub shoulders with them. They're your public officials. They're giving you all kind of advice. They're your doctors. They're the lawyers. They're the educated. They're the uneducated. There's a social media group. And all that spewing out of all kind of mess on social media. You can find everything and anything you want. And it's everywhere. And everybody's got their two cents worth. Most of them ain't even worth a half a cent. But they give it anyway like it's worth a million bucks. And so you can find everything. And, and we're in the midst of this turmoil and this uh, perplexity and, and, uh, and all the voices. It seems like there's just a cacophony of voices from every side. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and the din uh, of, 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 of screaming voices and, and, uh, and others that are whispering voices. And they're coming to us from every side telling us, do this, do that. You ought to, you this, this, and it's some Sometimes it's kind of like the radio when it's skipping. And you say, and you can't understand what they're saying. And you're trying to make sense out of what's going on. And you can't get a real clear voice. You got Fox News. You got CNN, which is, a, is a, one guy calls it the chicken noodle network. Lars Larson says the chicken noodle network. That's what he calls it. But, uh, but you got the Fox News, the NBC, ABC, and you got all the others, the Reuters and Reuters or whatever it is, and all, all of them out there. Washington Post, you got them all, and they're all saying something. But who knows what the real truth is? And so we see this, this king that... Things that he had dedicated to God and took into his house. Instead of remembering what happened when the Ethiopians came against him. 
And when he turned to God, he sat there so long with peace on every side because God gave him peace because he was listening to the voice of God. That he forgot how to listen to the voice of God. And he forgot the learning that he had gotten from God when he blessed him and when he fought his battle and when God says I'm going to set you up in peace and he says I know what I'm going to do I'm going to take the very thing that is holy the thing that is good and right the things that I have dedicated and when they come into the house of God they got to be they got to be by a high priest anointed and they got to be consecrated and they become holy when the oil of the Lord touches them he said and I'll take those holy things and I'll bring them out and I'll give them to somebody that doesn't even know God I'll take what was already purposed to God and give it away Part of my message tonight is the witching hour. The witching hour. How many of you heard of that before? Have you ever heard that term? The witching hour? Anybody ever heard that term at all? They say it's uh, it's a time, Pastor Moore, that uh, and I got that when I read who hath, and I thought in my mind who hath bewitched you that you should not believe the truth and that you should be turned into another gospel which is not another gospel but Galatians but under fables and that bewitched and, I, and it just come through my mind I don't know where it come from I hadn't even, th- I hadn't even thought of it. I, d- I don't know where it come from and it just said the witching hour and I said I'll title it the witching hour just like that. But some say it's at midnight and some say it's a time between 2 and 3 o'clock when uh, the melatonin in your body is the highest and you, and you dream funny stuff and you see. Fun- and there's others say uh, in the canonical or, you know, aspect of things when, when the saints are, are asleep and there's not much prayer that the, the, the forces of hell and the spirits have uh, more power at that time but it's sometime around midnight 11 to 2 or 3 o'clock in there that all of them say that uh, uh, the so called it was first coined in 17 something uh, the witching hour and, uh, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a time when the uh, enemy is uh, uh, pretty much uh, on the prowl, and uh, and Pastor Moore, he he's 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 your adversary. For your adversary, the devil is like a roaring lion, walking to and fro, seeking whom he may devour, and he's uh, doing it with all deceivableness of wickedness and destruction to them that perish and that are lost, and to them that are on the fringes, and to them who will not give heed to the voice of the Lord any longer. 
And, uh, and if you're not careful, you'll go into that holy place. And the thing that had been dedicated to God. And the thing that you had put aside and said, that's going to be unto the Lord. I give that thing unto God. I give that gold and silver up. Or I give this thing up and this vice and that. And I dedicate that unto the Lord. And I give it to him. And when something comes our way, if you're not careful, you'll reach back into the coffers of the holy. And you'll put your hand to those things that you had put aside. And you'll bring them back out. I'm watching it. Those things that were once sure among us. Pastor Moore, they're not sure anymore. We've reached our hand back. And we've reached into the holiest, into the holy place. And the thing that was dedicated to God. We give it to an unclean. For Satan has come down unto you with great wrath, knowing he hath but a short time. And some say that it's the 12 o'clock hour. But regardless of all that, the enemy knows that there's just a short window of time to work. And now he knows that even regardless of humanity's uh, 70 years or 80, if by strength of days and maybe even more, if God is merciful, that that is a vapor in a short time. But he knows that the end of the game in totality when he can work on this, these human bodies and these human minds and, and uh, he can deceive you. And uh, it's said that, uh, that the illusionists and magicians, uh, all of them, they dabble in witchcraft and in, in, uh, in witching or in, uh, in magic and, uh, and occult things and uh, all of that stuff. So, and uh, they say that between those hours of the witching hour that they're a little more able Able to do those great uh, uh, illusions and things because uh, uh, there is a power and the, uh, the, the worshipers of Satan, they, uh, they like to work in those times. And the word of God says, work for the, while it is yet day, for the night cometh when no man can work. God's not about darkness. He's about dispelling darkness for God is light and in him no darkness at all. And where God is, there is no darkness because darkness cannot be habituated with light. It cannot it cannot occupy the same space at the same time. It's either light or it's dark. It's no in between. There's no in between with God. You're either holy or you're unholy. You're either righteous or you're unrighteous. You're either holy unto God or you're not. Can have it both ways. 
And it's, it's so the enemy today, he's using his tactics, Brother Moore. And he's selling our young people. He's selling our middle-aged people. He's selling our elders. He's selling them a, 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 a bill of goods that won't stand up when you come to the cash register. It won't pay. It won't pay what's due when you get up to, to pay in the bill. But you come up there and they put up an illusion. They put up something that looks like it's good. It smells like it's good. It has an authenticity about it that looks like it might be right. And they reached to, to purchase that. They've reached into a place that they have dedicated and set it aside and they reach in there and they take the holy thing and bring it out and purchase what is illusion. Looks real, Brother Barry. The witching hour. Who hath bewitched you? Asa, I delivered a million man army. And into your hand riches untold. Cattle, silver, and gold. Precious things. Don't go back and get that that you gave to God. Don't bring it out. You gave it to God, it became holy. It became, it became a holy thing unto the Lord. In a great house, there's vessels of gold, silver, wood, stone, earth, and vessels. But they're all in the house of dedicated, and they're holy when they become anointed of God. And when you place them in there, God says, that's my trophy. That's your trophy. Leave it there. Don't go back and get that and drag it out. It's a time of delusion. It's a time of illusion. It's a time of a, of a, of a facade. It's a time of a looking like it is, but it really ain't. It's a time that the enemy says, I got something that's just as good. It ain't just as good. It's death, burial, and resurrection. There is no other way. It's baptism in Jesus' name, repenting of your sin, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's the body of of Christ. It is a door to heaven. It is a gate to the sheepfold. There's no other way. You can't claim anything else. There's no way to have the glory and the power and the keeping hand of God on your life except that you come to him and stay in the sheepfold. His banner over me is love and for you to be in his camp and for that scripture to come alive in Isaiah to you that when the enemy comes in like a flood the spirit everybody say the spirit everybody say the spirit everybody say the Holy Ghost everybody say the Holy Ghost said the spirit of the Lord would raise up a standard against him. That means that you're under his banner. That you're in the camp of the living God. And you didn't 
place that flag there. You didn't place that banner there. He placed it there. He said the spirit of the Lord would raise up that standard against the enemy. So when the enemy comes and he uses a sleight of hand to try to get you to sell your most precious things, don't sell out. But hold fast your profession without wavering until the end. Hold fast. Hold fast. I got a handkerchief somewhere. I got a spare, but I don't want to use it yet. If God be for me. Who can be against me? Were not the Egyptians and the Lubims a great host? And many chariots and horsemen yet, because thou didst rely on the Lord, he delivered them into thine hand. I want to take this jacket off. Shea Brooks and Eric, the rubber checks, so don't worry about getting in here and run. They might bounce back further than you can reach. Bless him, Lord. That's my pastor. Because it's my pastor, the Lord will make it good. Hallelujah. And so. He said, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly, therefore from henceforth thou shalt have wars. And he put him in a rage. And he put the man in prison and began to oppress some of the people. And in the 39th year of the reign, this is another thing that kind of stepped out to me. In the 39th year of the reign of Asa, he was diseased in his feet until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in his disease, he sought not to the Lord, but to the physicians. That's a mandate. Against us. Because sometimes. Everybody say amen or oh me. We run first to physician. And then talk to God about it. There's a fine line. That the child of God walks. A fine line. Luke, the beloved physician, is with me. Timothy, drink no longer water, but liver. Uh-huh. 
for medicine. Mary Hart worketh good like a medicine. Man of God, there's death in the pot. Threw in a different kind of leaf bush or whatever in the pot, and guess what? He said, eat it now. Ain't gonna kill you now. It's good. But sometimes we're not careful. And all of this was in conjunction to the fact that he left his first love. And somehow he was able to reach into dedicated things to purchase something that he thought he needed. When all along, Brother Barry, he already knew or should have remembered. And I hear the voice of Jesus. Son, remember, in thy time, thou fared good and sumptuously. But you didn't have time for a beggar. I'm not saying, oh, you know, never go to a doctor. It's not what I'm saying. But have you asked God about it yet? Now, you can call me whatever you want to call me. Call me foolish and all that stuff. You should have went and seen about that. I can hear them now, you know. People that, and they'll say, yeah, he should have went and seen about that 10 years ago. He knew there's something going on then. Now he's eating his whole body up. Well, I'd rather just let it have its natural course than them to kill me, burning me to death. If I feel good, huh, who cares? I'd rather feel good and then suffer just a little bit than to feel bad for years and suffer for a long time and still go the same way. Sometimes I, I don't know what we're thinking. And I, and I don't understand it all. I don't have the answer to it all. But I do know that if you'll trust God, He won't fail you. He won't let you down. But He'll be with you. Whether you're being imprisoned, beaten, stoned, or in the deep. Whether you're in peril of your own countrymen, or in robbers, or whatever it may be that he'll still stick with you. He'll see you through to do what he needs to get done in this present world. <clears throat> I'm going to leave you some hope. Can I do that, Pastor Moore? It's not all gloom and doom. Y'all going to start calling me the gloom and doom preacher. Hallelujah. <laughs> and <laughs> no. Look, don't pick up those things that you've let, that you've laid down. Let's don't go back to those beggarly elements. Hey, they're, they're, that, that enemy is telling you a lie. It's 
It's not better over there. But they, but they, and they got, and they seem like, seem like the witching hour. But they, uh huh, we play music, we dance, mm hmm. Yes, we do. But we don't think it, ah, really. And who gave you the right to think what you want to think against what God says? You ought to think. Uh, Cornelius, I know, buddy. You've done a good job. <laughs> Woo! I heard your prayer and that arms has come up a memorial for me. And I sent an angel to you. <laughs> And you know what that angel told him? He said, send to Joppa to one Simon the Peter. And he'll tell thee what thou oughtest to do. Oh, yeah, you're a good man. Ooh, ha, ha. Woo, you got my attention. I sent an angel to you even. I got it going on. Yes, you do. But it ain't enough. Don't reach in there. Into the house, into your secret place, and purchase something that's a fake and a phony. And wind up with them of dissimulation. Hypocrites. They feign they're like you. But they're really not. And so. There's a prophet in the Bible that. And. And. And I know that. Uh, because we. We. We live in this world where there's so much pressure put on you to be like the rest of the world. And from every side you're being pressured to uh, capitulate to uh, the norms of so-called Christianity. And their ways of, uh, of living. And their ways of, of worship. And their allowances and their disallowances. And, uh, and, uh, and the, uh, the pressure is on. And, uh, and sometimes it seems like that, uh, that uh, we're, we're, we're just uh, the, the lone stick in the mud. And, uh, and uh, our views are, are not. Uh, completely the views of everybody else. Uh, they, 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 they carry themselves a lot like we do, but then there's allowances in their lives where they've... Uh, that I can't get there. Pastor Moore, from here, from what I've dedicated to God, I can't get there. I'm not allowed to reach in there. 
And to get where they are, I'd have to reach in here to get where they are. And take from the holy things of God. Cast not your pearl before the swine. And give not the holy things of God unto the dogs. Be careful. And so, I was reading in Romans. I just put this in here to kind of give you some hope. <laughs> Hallelujah. I got to hurry, right? <laughs> Been longer than I thought. I thought I'd been up here about 15, 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> it, it has been all of that. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I sung a song too, right? And I looked at that before I sung a song. So it hadn't been that long. Y'all could give me a little, little grace here. Uh, 11th chapter of Romans, it says, I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid. For I am also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people which he foreknew. What ye not, or know ye not, what the scripture saith of Elias or Elijah? How he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars, and I am left alone. And they seek my life. And, uh, if you know the story of Elijah, this is on the hills. Of it not raining for three years. He shows up to Obadiah. He said, go tell Ahab I'm here. He says, no, 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 no. They've looked everywhere under every rock. And in all the kingdoms round about close. And they ain't found you nowhere. And just as surely as I leave and turn my back and I'm out of your sight, you're going to disappear. He said, and my life ain't going to be worth a plug nickel, so to speak. Because an Ahab comes and you ain't here. And so he said, no, 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 as the Lord liveth, I'll be here. You tell him. That I'm going to tell him it's going to rain. Ahab shows up. He says, are you the trouble with Israel? No, you're the man. You're troubling them. But I'm going to tell you, God's going to send some rain. He said, but uh, I want you to get all them. He says, Israel, why halt ye between two opinions? The God that answers by fire, let him be God. This day we're going to determine who is the God in Israel. You know the story. You got all the prophets of Baal and of the groves. And they got up there and they put their wood all together and built their altar. They put their bullock on that altar. The prophets of Baal and of the groves from morning to noon and into the evening time, getting over into the time of the evening sacrifice. They called on their gods and they cut themselves and they done 
just got agitated. And the more they acted out and trying to appease their God and get their God to see them, they'd cut themselves and try to sacrifice just a little bit of themselves so that their God would hear them, and he ain't hearing nothing. And he begins to make fun of them. It says he's on vacation. He's on what? And you know the story. And uh, he said, okay, enough. And so he rebuilds the altar of the Lord. And he sets up the 12 stones. And uh, he puts the wood in order, Brother Moore, in order. He put the wood in order. Everybody say there's an order. Come on, God has an order. He's always had an order. He'll always have an order. He'll never be without an order. So let's get the house of God in order and just follow him. How about it? Let's just do it the way he said to do it. And let's don't worry about what the rest of the world and the Christendom is doing, so to speak. And so... Uh, he puts it in order and he cuts that bullock and he puts it upon the altar. He said, go give me some water. They ain't my way. Go give me some water. He said, build a ditch around that dude right there. They build a ditch around and he poured water. He said, get some more water. He filled up the ditch. He drenched that sacrifice, that wood with water. And there was water pouring out of the ditch. And he just spoke. He says, Lord, I want you to hear your servant. Let fire come down and consume this sacrifice in the face of all of Israel in the eyes of the whole nation of Israel your people it said in all of a sudden the fire came down from heaven it licked up the stones it licked up the water it licked up the wood it licked up the sacrifice it took it all the God of heaven answered by just a few words and on the heels of this he's running for his life from one woman and he kills all the prophets of the groves he slays them slaughters them and Jezebel says your life I ain't who I am if your life ain't like one of theirs by the morning amen he takes off like a fire set to his breeches and he's leaving and he gets up under a juniper tree <laughs> poor little thing <laughs> and he requested of him said that he might die it is enough now O Lord take away my life for I am not better than my father's and as he lay and slept under a juniper tree behold then an angel touched him and said unto him arise and eat and he looked and behold there was a cake baking on the coals and a cruise of water at his head and he did eat and drink and laid him down again and the angel of the Lord came again second time and touched him and said arise eat because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat. You know, the journey, you're not enough for this journey on your own. But you better eat at the master's table. You better make sure you're, 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 you're taking a regular diet from the master's table. You better make sure that it's coming straight from him and not from some uh, 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 charlatan or, or somebody that's, uh, you know, that's... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, imposter that is snuck in and uh, by deceivableness and, and wily ways have, have entered in. And, and they're giving you uh, something that sounds a little bit too good to be true. If it sounds too good to be true, it generally is. Except that Jesus died on a cross to save you from all your sins. And he took them and nailed them to a tree and cast them into a sea of forgetfulness forever. And that's the truth. And it's better than it sounds. The only thing that's better than it sounds is Jesus and so he's 
He's under the juniper tree and and he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat 40 days and 40 nights to hold the mount of God. And he came thither into a cave and lodged there. And the word of the Lord came unto him and said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous. And this is the way we feel sometimes. If we're not careful in this last day, it'll be because we feel like that we're in this alone and that why everybody else is... And they're not, and, and, and you'll get weary and faint in your mind if you're not careful. But you got to come back to the table of the Lord. That's why it's important to hear your man of God. That's why in the midst of this coronavirus, it was very important for you to come and hear what your man of God had to say. You've got to have something from the table of God. That you can be sustained in the time when it's too great for you. And, uh, and so he says, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts and the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. I, even I, only am left. And they seek my life to take it away. And he said, go forth, stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break it in pieces. The rock before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. He said, and the Lord passed by. And then a wind. But he said, God wasn't in the wind. It broke the rocks. And after the wind, an earthquake. One in an earthquake. After the earthquake, a fire. He passed by. This is not. I can't find this in my Bible. It's not the way it's written. That's the way we say it. But this is not. It's not written like this. Everything that can be shaken. Will be shaken. Now if you know exactly where that is. Show it to me after church so I can. I've said it for years, but I just can't find it like that. Now, it might be in there. And if it is, please, please show me. Because I want to know where it's at. So I have to quit looking for it. Okay? Everybody say amen. And, uh, but it does say it uh, kind of like. Let me look. Hebrews 12. Anybody know where Hebrews 12 is? It says, uh, It says, Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also the heavens. And this word, yet once more, signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things that are made. That those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Kind of means, but it's not, we quote it like it says, everything can be shaken, will be shaken, but it don't say it like that. But that's kind of what it means. That the things that remain are the things that cannot be shaken. I want to know what, 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 what did you build your house on to start with? What was it like when you first heard this gospel and you built your house? 
Are you still living where you built that house on that same rock and that same? You know what? You can't get to that rock. He said, you've got to dig down deep to get to this rock. It's not on the sand and it's not on that that's right beneath it and on a, a whatever they call it, the limestone. But you got to dig past that and get down to a, a solid rock that cannot be moved. It's something that's unshakable. It's unmovable. For God is light. In him, no darkness at all. In him is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He doesn't change. He's solid. He's a rock. He's a shelter. In the time of the storm, he will never change. And so, it was so, he said, that after the earthquake, a fire, and he's not in the fire. And after that, a still small voice, and it was so when Elijah heard it. He wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? Come to the music. Somebody come, please. Uh, just start uh, tinkling on the ivories. I won't be, I'm closing. I won't be but another 30 minutes or so, and I'll be. He done. And, uh, and, uh, and behold, he went out to the entering of the cave. I'll, I'll never forget Brother Arnold preaching that message. <laughs> Come out of your cave. <laughs> he said, there's dead things in caves. They bury people in caves. <laughs> he said, you need to come alive and get out of your cave. And in a sense, Elijah had buried himself. He had run. I'm alone. Young people, listen to a, an older man. What you get for God is priceless. What you get from Him cannot be equal. What's out there for a moment may seem like it's. But I'm telling you, ladies, young men, young women, it will never satisfy. There's no satisfaction. There's only one thing that can bring satisfaction to that which God has created in his likeness and image. And that's Jesus Christ. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. And that life is light. It's the light of men. The light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world light from whence the dark things of this world and of life that if you get that light burning in your life in your heart in your soul that light it'll dispel that darkness and push it out of your life it won't push it into the corners of your life where you can just bear it it will get rid of it No fountain brings forth fresh and bitter water. The water is either good or it ain't. God says, where I am, I push the darkness away. 
We're celebrating Andrew's graduation. And I thought about him this evening. And I thought about the fact that a lot of times when we say things about our young people that after that the enemy comes in and attacks. You ever notice that, Pastor Moore? When you tell them that, man, you're doing good. It seems like that not many days after that the enemy comes in. And it seems like he wins. Sister Woods the enemy hadn't won. I wasn't going to say that. I had no idea. The enemy hadn't won. I don't know anything. I don't have social media. Sorry. So if you look me up on Facebook, here's my face. It's a book. Read it. All right, Brother Bobby. I read Pastor Moore's book all the time. Epistles seen and read of all men. I have time for it. Between sleeping and eating, you know, ain't much time for nothing else. And so... He came out of his cave and said that God was in the still small voice. He said, again, he's asking him again. Elijah, what are you doing here? I've been very jealous for you, Lord. And again, for, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And then God gives him instructions of what to do. Go anoint Hazel, then anoint. Son of Shephat, Elisha. He said, Oh, by the way, uh, in case you didn't know, yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. Would you stand? I believe I'm looking at some young people that said in their heart and their mind. I believe there's some young people here that regardless of what the rest of the world may be doing. No, I'm not saying they're perfect. I'm not saying that they didn't bloody their nose when they fell. And maybe even their nose kind of dug out a little trench in the ground when he hit it so hard face first. 
But the realization was, you know what? These treasured things that I've got, they're not for sale. Naboth said, Ahab, I'm sorry. By the word of the Lord, it's mine inheritance. I, I won't give it up. I, I can't give it up. I'm not supposed to give it up. So when it seems like, young people, that you're doing it all by yourself, just remember Elijah or Elijah. Don't you know... I've got 7,000 men reserved unto me that have not bowed a knee to bell nor kissed his big toe. What you don't understand is there's 7,000 more just like you somewhere. And you're having a pity party about yourself. But I've reserved it to me. I've always got a remnant. I'll always have a remnant. So whenever you think that things are going bad and there's nobody living it like you but you, just remember that God is never without a remnant. You're not by yourself. There's somebody somewhere. Even in the dark ages, there was tongue-talking Holy Ghost filled people that the world didn't even know anything about hardly but they were there all the way through time. God has never been without a witness and he'll never be without a witness and he'll never be without a church. So I want to know tonight who among us has decided that you'll stand in the witching hour when the enemy's his strongest. When he's after you with everything that he's got. I'm telling you, Brother Moore, I've not seen it like this ever. Sometimes some of them, I begin to tell them what I've seen in just my lifetime. And then I said, that's nothing. Just think of where my dad is. They were born, a lot of them, in a time when they, nobody had running water for the most part. Or if they did, it was not the most common thing. Electricity. In homes, all the homes. I remember when we got a telephone. You remember that? He had a party line. We didn't, because we was too far from people, I guess. But, uh, you know, we was kind of out there in the sticks by ourselves a little bit. We liked it like that. We could go a long ways before we run into anybody. And this world is pulling for you. Andrew, Connor, Jerry, Abe, Brett. I don't even know. Let me think just a minute. What's your name? Tristan. Can't think of that boy's name for nothing. Tristan is going to be a true Christian.
Brother Ford. Okay? You have it your way. I'll have it mine. Rhymes for me. I like it. But the world's after you to destroy you. Brennan, you're not old enough to let down. But Corey, Josh. Brother Quinn, we had not made it yet. He's after us. Buddy, he's after us. Ain't Diane? Ain't Glenda Faye, he's after us. All of you. So what I want to know is, how many of you still determined that the things that you give to God, that you're going to keep them where you left them? Under the secret place of the Almighty. Under the shadow of His wings. In the place of the holy. Unto God. Let's sing something. If you want to pray, if you believe that God's calling you to pray, I want you to come pray. If you feel like that you've... Uh, maybe slipped and you want to pray I want you to come pray I was thinking about coming back to this place it's good to have church out there the presence of the Lord was real. But there's something about our house of worship. Our house of prayer. There's something about this, brother. about the laying on of hands and the transfer of faith. They shall almost act like they lay their hands on the sick and they, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Can God do it long distance because he knows? Yes. But when we have opportunity, there's something about that contact. Sing. Thank you. If God be for you, who can be against us? 